we were reaching new levels of funky, Shibley. Yes. Levels of funky that I once thought not possible. Three in a row funky. Three in a row funky. What a week. What a week of college football, man. Ah, uh, yes. Greetings and salutations out there, sports Sports fans, this isn't this isn't the regular modern day gladiators. This is the college football edition of modern day gladiators. Yeah, so it's it just sports college football fans all across the wide and wonderful and sometimes beautiful internet. Yeah, I would say that's one of those things where like all sports fans or all college football fans are sports fans, but not all sports fans are college football fans. Yeah. That's not necessarily true. I know plenty of people that just like college football. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do we got college basketball season going? They're just Lady Ball basketball fans. I've right. known plenty of them. From if my you were time born, at UT. if you okay, Boomer, got yeah. it. Yeah, no, <laughs> that whole demographic that is supposed to be in there are just Lady Ball fans right now. Exactly. My goodness. But anyway, hello, greetings and salutations. <laughs> my goodness, it is Modern Day Gladiators, the college football edition of the show. I'm Michael Shibley, and of course, across from me, Mr. Too Hot for TV, Mr. Trey Pack. Hi. Yes. My goodness. What again? Oh, what a week. It has been for college football. Oh, yeah. Of course, just greatness all around. Yeah, no, yeah. The Minnesota game, I can't wait to dive into that. I am all, you know, I've been saying Coach Cutcliffe is by far my favorite coach. I'll probably go to my grave saying Coach Cutcliffe is my favorite coach of all time. But P.J. Flake, man, is is swiftly rising. Row the boat. I love the whole, you know, people uh, after they beat, um, after they won Saturday, people were saying, oh, it's this Butch 2.0. And no. Absolutely not. PJ Flake no. actually knows the game of football. Yes, and wins ball games. And he actually talks about things <laughs> and not inspirational quotes that we don't need to hear when you're barely beating certain teams. We'll get into that yeah, in a second. Fine. My goodness. But again, what a week! And of course, we got to start off with our beloved Tennessee Vols yeah, getting the win against the Kentucky Wildcats, holding on, man, keeping the mythical beer barrel since. <laughs> That is it's, on UT's camp. Have you seen the picture? It's still there. Oh, yeah. Nieder, it's in, on Niedermeyer's desk. Yeah, it used to be – they used to have like a museum in the athletic mm-hmm. center where they had, of course, the national championship trophies yeah. and some of the SEC title stuff. The beer barrel was there. Speaking of, of Butch, and this is one of my biggest quarrels with, with anything ever Tennessee football – I, uh, when I was going through my recruiting process, Tennessee never – that was not even on the table. But I still went to camps because they it was yeah, almost like course. a satellite deal where smaller schools would be there. Uh, in the uh, you know in the the little museum deal there in, in the uh, the practice facility, the national championship trophy was hidden under the stairs, <laughs> not on display. Like you, if you look at Alabama's, they have all seventeen thousand of them, like in your face. But no, ours is hidden under stairs. Butch Jones, buddy. Did Butch. Jones. That was do that was Dooley then, but Doolander, yeah. <sighs> oh my goodness. That, we'll talk about that in a couple weeks. Yeah. Exactly. But Tennessee, again, getting the win seventeen to thirteen. And the way this yeah. game started, and I messaged you right after yeah. not <laughs> we a, dropped not out. Not a hot start. Not not a good start, Tennessee. My goodness. I mean, the way this game started. And Kentucky was pretty much playing a high school offense, yes. really. And they had, I had heard they had gone to like Nickel State, who runs something. It's an FCS school, but they had a bye week. So they brought in a whole lot of wrinkles because oh, yeah. everybody was like, why isn't Tennessee able to stop? Them well, just it was a brand new, yeah, they were running, yeah. not a brand new offense by any means, because it was still, it was still uh, Bowden, Bowden, whatever, mm-hmm. however we say it. 
Um, it was still the guy, and you know, still running similar things that they were running. But you know, not many people would know what this is. You, I'm sure you do. The the school of Monterey, yeah, has been running this. I don't know if they still do, but all all through middle school and high school, when I was in school, they ran the single wing offense. Yep. Which essentially has no quarterback. Exactly. And that's the whole point. You have you know, if you have all these athletes and nobody to throw the ball really, you know. You but, gotta do what you gotta do, yeah. yeah. And that's Nickel State runs runs the single wing, you know, it looks very much like the double wing, except yeah. <laughs> you have no quarterback. They had that like it was almost like that wishbone. Oklahoma was running this a few years ago too, yes. where they had the quarterback and then you had two backs next to him and then a back behind him, it, like a triangle. It's an inverted thing. pistol. Yeah. Look yeah, or an inverted wishbone. Um yeah, I mean, and, and you know, back to my favorite coach of all time, the, with the pistol, that is a David Cutcliffe. Mm-hmm. Formation, believe it or not, yeah. a lot of the pistol offense that we see is the brainchild of of David Cutcliffe. He and Gary Alt, I think, he was the guy. He was he was the coach at Nevada forever. Yes. Ran that as well. That's where Kaepernick got a lot of that yep. stuff back oh, in the yeah. day before he got into the 49ers and everything else. That's been never mind. That's not yeah, the show. It's not the show. Not the show. Anyway, uh, listen to the other modern day gladiators. I talked about it last week. Right. Uh, but anyway, Tennessee starts out they. Kentucky just marches right down the field, uses yeah. 10 minutes of yeah, the first quarter. Whole, yeah, it was like 11. Like we got the ball with less than four, or right at four minutes left to go. And Tennessee had a couple of chances, and that's, we'll talk about this a little bit. They had chances to get Kentucky off the field. They had they jumped off sides twice in that first drive. Ugh. They did some things where just if, if, if Pruitt had any hair, he'd be pulling it out at that point. Yes, oh yeah. And then they go right down, they score, and then it's like, okay. And I told I told uh, Mrs. Shibbles, I said, Tennessee needs to not go three and out right here. Yeah, worst case scenario. And what do they do? <laughs> they go three and out. Yeah. And then the, the just mishandling the punt, which special teams gaffes like that is something you just don't see from Tennessee. No, yeah, we have been, like I said a couple of weeks ago, we, we've been punter you recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it a lot of those mishaps and things that, that happened – uh, again, just being a Tennessee fan, you take them to the dome, you take them to the face, and yep. you're just you know, yeah, okay, this is it's how just, we're I'm, lose I'm this fine. Game. I'm just gonna sit here, you know. Yeah, there was the old adage sometimes where people, some people, you know, when the when the stuff's about to hit the fan, they step to the side of the fan. Some people just like being in, yeah, just, with yeah. the fan. It's like I'm I'm comfortable here. I yeah. I, I, I know what's gonna orange. happen. <laughs> this is yeah, exactly. And then so Tennessee falls down thirteen to nothing. Brian Maurer is in at quarterback. And again, he he was doing he was doing freshman things, yeah, which is frustrating when you look. And it's not frustrating; it's frustrating for like Vault Twitter when they see like what Trevor Lawrence did and yeah. some of these other quarterbacks when they came in at Tua and when they come in as freshmen and Jalen Hurts and do these amazing things. And you realize they're not. That's not what freshmen do all the time, right? And we we talked about that when we first started doing the show. Yeah, and we dove a, you know deep into that. If you if you want to hear our rant about about freshman quarterbacks, but yeah, I mean, do I think Maurer is going to be great? Absolutely. I still yeah. I still think Maurer is our guy, but you can see what ha- you can see why the coaches wanted to redshirt him. Yes, you can see why he was doing it because again he's he, eighteen, man, and he. It, and he was making some of those RPOs. He was making the wrong decision. He he threw it when. He should, I mean, maybe some of it too with pulling it down and running it. You, he's had two concussions already. He yeah. might be a little gun shy. You can't. I couldn't blame somebody almost, for that. I would almost say that um, that they're telling him, "Hey, yeah. you got to be more careful." Mm-hmm. Whether it be a coach or a doctor, either one, it's in his head. 
Hey, maybe don't take off running. Like, yep. but that's a, such a huge part of Maurer's game. Um, yep. But the the best redemption story I've ever seen. You can't write it, but it, it it's almost like I don't know any any of our listeners that also watch Game of Thrones. You watch Game of Thrones? Oh, of I know. course, yeah. I mean, he had his Theon Greyjoy moment. Yes, Jared Garantano has. I'm not going to say he's completely redeemed all his wrongs, but you know he he is fin- he's protected Bran at this point. You he, know what I mean? Yep. Like he is. He he has redeemed a little bit. He came on in relief, and he went he went seven of eight. I think I've got the stat line here. Yeah, seven of eight, one hundred and fifteen yards, two touchdowns, all in the second half to lead Tennessee to the win. Scoring throw great catches by the way. Callaway was amazing, yeah. and Palmer, what a catch he uh, the, made in that the touchdown. Toe tap, man, Dude, that was, and it got overshadowed by you know we'll, we'll briefly talk about Alabama LSU here in a second. I'm sure. Um, but it got overshadowed by the Moss kid. By yeah. Ernie Moss's kid had a, a similar catch, but I think Palmer's catch was better. Yeah, it was for you know it was for a touchdown. It, it was a, a, a the level of difficulty was higher. And I think that, but it didn't get catch of the week. It wasn't nope. even yeah. It was it, it was that. wasn't in the top plays and whatnot. But it's ridiculous. It, it was not overshadowed playing. again. Yes. Shibley. ESPN <laughs> hates us. That's yeah. <laughs> The, uh, we we do need to get Terry and Jason here and do a uh, like a sports conspiracy a sports consp- show. Oh, dude, I, show, my goodness, we'll, we'll do like a two hour special. It man. would be. I'll it talk would, all day. My goodness, but again, you had these moments where he just came on and he's a, he's the closer. Apparently, he even yep. said the teammates call him the, the sixth, sixth man. man. I love it. Coming off the bench, a lot of times like Lamonte Turner did last year for the basketball team, yep. would come in and get you just going. And Tennessee. Got it, and then Tennessee barely held on to the ball. You look at Kentucky had the ball for pretty much 41 minutes of this game it's out of 60 insane. minutes. There were guys, I mean, you probably played both ways in high school. You might not have even played 41 minutes no, I mean, out there. Yeah, no, even playing offense and defense. <laughs> right, no, yeah. I mean, there were, I'm sure there were plenty of games, but man, no, that's a ton of time. I mean, anybody yeah. that's never played. And I, I would love to see how many plays Kentucky ran versus seventy something. I think. Yeah, which so that's what's insane about that is you get a lot of the up tempo teams. Well, you know, yep. like Oregon years ago, they're like, we want to run a hundred plays a game. Yeah, that's unfathomable at being a defensive lineman. Yep. You know what I mean? So, luckily, but our defense played great. Yep. I mean, Batuli two weeks in a row. You know, had career games, standing tall, and career SEC games against South Carolina, and then again here against Kentucky. Tennessee stopped in the last three possessions that Kentucky had. Tennessee, Kentucky got into Tennessee territory and stopped them on fourth down Mm -hmm. all three times, and a couple of times head scratchingly. Like there was one. It was they had the roughing the passer penalty, which is one of the ridiculous. It's still you can't hit a guy where you know he's got to throw it, and he's a guy who can't throw it. That's the other thing where it's like ah, don't just don't hit him. He's not gonna just make sure he doesn't get out of the pocket or or leave. My quarrel with that man is, and I completely agree with you. Just kind of let if you know if you see he's cocking back to throw. You can't just let him go, but yeah. man, not just Bowden, but all their backs were so slippery yeah. all night long. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard to blame because, you know, he wrapped him up, did yep. everything he was supposed to do. He was already in motion. I don't think it should have been a, a flag, but, you know, I, I don't think anybody in Orange deserves a flag. So, yeah. that's me. But Tennessee stood tall. The defense stood tall when it had to. But Thule played out of his mind. 19 tackles, it's 10 same. of them solo. 
And you look at that that third down I was doing, or the, the the one down at the goal line, starting with the third down, I'm doing the math in my head with the timeout situation, and I was talking to Mrs. Shibble saying, you know, Tennessee, if they can stand tall, great, but they're going to need yeah. the time left. There was They were going to get the ball, I was thinking, with maybe a minute or so left yeah. in the game. With no timeouts. With no timeouts, which yeah. in college football, though, still can be a world of time, especially yeah. when you've got a kicker like Samiglia who yeah. hit another one today or, or during this game. But Tennessee stood tall. Henry Toto just made an amazing tackle on third down. where That was one-on-one yeah. where you need to do it, and then they read the option perfectly. Perfect. The guy went out and, and keyed on the running back, and then you make the quarterback have to make that decision. Yep. And Batuli... It combined with, the, as they say, and a host of volunteers. There's yeah. actually just a couple. But Tilly was the one that made uh, – and it was the same tackle he made against Alabama. In yeah. my opinion. I mean, it was yeah. – he threw his, his shoulder and, yeah. and, and head, really, yeah. in there to stop his momentum. Um, I don't know if you – you might have been there. In 06, when we played Air Force – yeah, uh, Xavier. On they went for two. Yeah, they and went Xavier for- Mitchell. It was the same play. Yeah, it, the exact same. And it, it was, it was awesome because again, over the past yeah. ten years, that's a play that Tennessee that we lose that game. Yeah. Over the past decade, we have lost that play, which ultimately would lose us the game. But normally, it's not Kentucky. So Kentucky for right. Decades has always found a way to screw up the Tennessee game. Yes, there have been some reprieves right. over the last decade. But it's still Tennessee beating Kentucky yep. the way because <laughs> Tennessee had many ways to do it. You talk about that that was the Inky Johnson game too, where he got yeah, right. he got injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but you look at all of these things. Tennessee made so many mistakes in this game. Right. Pruitt was right where, and this is where when you talk about comparisons to Butch Jones and Jeremy Pruitt, you talk about this game. And, and some people have mentioned this too. Derek Dooley would be just really overcritical of the players. Like you look and he's like, boy, he's just yeah. laying in on these guys. But then Butch Jones, it would just be heaps of praise. A game like this, Butch Jones would talk about all just the great things. Yeah. And Jeremy Pruitt went out and spent the first couple of seconds saying, yes, great to get a win. Yeah. But then just spent the next like opening like six minutes of the press conference talking about the things we still need to work on. Yep. Tennessee's winning these games, and granted, I don't think some of these teams obviously are not the same teams they were last year oh, when Tennessee played them. South Carolina, Mississippi State, obviously nowhere near how good they were last year. Right. South Carolina losing to Appalachian State, which is a good team, but yeah. Nah. Appalachian State had never beaten an SEC team, yeah, I think, they, until this week. Yeah, they almost beat us a couple of years ago. They did, yeah. And then you've got Kentucky is, of course, not nearly what they nah, were they, last they year. They don't have a quarterback. And you, they don't. Yeah, it's hard to do that when people, you don't people, have – You know, I had people in work and people that the week, oh, yeah, we beat – you know, we weren't favored to beat them and we beat them. I'm like, yeah, they didn't have a quarter – there was no quarterback. Yep. yep. They were in the single wing in an SEC game. Like, uh but, it was a great win, yeah. but yeah, I'm with I'm with Coach Pruitt. We have a ton we need to work on. Exactly, especially riding into Columbia. Yep. Which, of course, yeah, we'll talk about that. Of course, Tennessee going into the bye week, which is great. Hey, I guarantee you, we win this week. I guarantee. Yeah, you. we get, we win the bye week every year, which is great. And some of the guys are banged up. You know, there's guys who are just banged up and can definitely use this week off, which right. has been great. But you look at yeah, some of those penalties that kept Kentucky. On the field, even in the first, 
you know, drive of the game. Yeah. You look at, again, the mishap in the punting game where – and then you look at Nigel Warrior with the interception on a ball. I don't oh. even know why Kentucky even threw the ball asked, at all. Like I said last week, man, I think that was going to be the name of the game is that Bowden yep. couldn't throw the ball. And he, and I said he would throw two picks, he'd throw one. But, um, you know, if, he yep. couldn't beat us with his arm. And I think Tennessee, for the most part – Made him try to do that. Yeah. Tennessee had three touchdowns taken off the board in this game, and, and almost four. They, yeah. you know, with the the Palmer catch. They, yeah, you know, they made a, the right call on it, but almost because Nigel Warrior had the intercept, and he did step out about. Some people have been yelling about that, and no, it's like I, th- as long as if you are just touching white, you're out. Yeah, it's not like soccer where the whole ball has to be out. You're yeah. out. So you had that. You had then. The, the pass to Dominic Wood Anderson, but Pope was covered, so he was an ineligible receiver, which was really fun That's to have so- to explain to my wife. <laughs> was, oh, yeah. She's like, that's stupid. I was like, those are the yeah, rules. Those the have rules. been the rules forever. Or And then you had Palmer. Originally, his knee was down. It was really close. I yeah, he was thought it was coming up. up. Yeah, man, In the man. NFL, that's a touchdown, right. obviously. But then he Tennessee did get two of those touchdowns back, right. which is how we won the game. And then you look at the intangibles. Yes, the special teams was bad on the punt, but we blocked the extra point, which yep. we didn't know at the time because everybody was just like, what the heck is going to happen in this game? We played so yeah. poorly in this first quarter, but Kentucky didn't score after that, and blocking that extra point forced Kentucky to have to score a touchdown. Exactly. Yeah. Which was amazing, and that was just such a key it, in this game. It's one of those things where blocking that extra point, if you're a football-minded guy, you know that's going to come. Yep. In. This is a game at all that's yep. going to come into play, whether it's them going for two down the road or whatever. Yep. No, it makes life – I mean, there there's so many variables there. And um, that – just from missing one point. That missed extra point is what gets me into probably the other, especially modern-day redemption story that Tennessee has had, and that was James Wilhoyt in 2004. Oh, I was at that game. Missed good. the extra point and then comes back and nails the 50-yard field goal to beat Florida. Oh, yeah. Because I was in the student section. There were not some very nice things being said about Will Hoyt right there. No, yeah, no. That kid went from needing to transfer out of the country yeah. to being a rock star. Yeah, I, I was there. I was, I, was, uh, I was nine years old. I was there with my mom I was dad. a senior in college. Okay. Anyway, we, we go through these things, and that was great. Because, again, Garantano, Tennessee made the great stop on fourth yep. down. But Tennessee still needed a first down because Kentucky had all three timeouts. Yep. You make a first down, it's over. But that has not been the case. We didn't do it against BYU. No. And we did it against South Carolina. We did it against Mississippi State. But it's still an issue that Tennessee has had yep. in the past. Traditionally. Closing these games out. And they ran the same play twice. The first two where it, it was really interesting, that jumbo package that loved they had. The, the double wing, double tight, double wing, yeah. that was a high school. Uh, I loved it. I was surprised they didn't put Juwan Jennings in at quarterback there because I was thinking you get a guy who can muscle his way in too, yeah. but then they just key in on Juwan Jennings in that in that case. Yeah. But then they call they called through the timeout, third down, what was it, third and six, third and five, something yeah. like that. You need it. If you get that – First down, the game's over. It's over. And th- it was a pass play call. It was run out of that same formation. They call a pass play, but mm-hmm. both guys are covered. The two tight ends that went out are covered. Yep. So 
it, it's not the same circumstance, obviously, as the Alabama game. But Garantano calls his own number. And scrambles. But he yeah. scrambles and gets the first down. Yeah. And Tennessee's going to win that game. He made two big scrambles yeah, in no, that second that half. That was something Garantano, it, it's not, he's not known for his legs. Never yeah. wasn't known for his legs. Well, he, supposed, he was a dual threat guy. He could run, but he wasn't. He's, yeah. not, he's he was, not as fast as He was as a Mauer. gunslinger. That yeah. was what you know we thought coming in. But, no, he definitely, man, he had a couple good runs. But yep. none bigger than that one, man. And that's, you know, him calling his own number I, I don't yeah, it's a redemption story definitely because he had to choose to to tuck it and run um but i don't think it's on the same level as him doing that against alabama i don't think it makes up for it or anything like right. that. but you know what again we won the game he he is that's my theon Greyjoy right now yep. so you know he's defending brand as we speak and this is what this is what i was saying a lot this week was yes garantano deserves all the criticism and everything that happened all the way through the first half of this season. I mean, it, it was, and he's even admitted that it was well deserved and things like yeah. that. Now, again, I'm not booing him, which, no. again, this is a part of the reason why you don't boo college kids for things like that come around like that. Yep. So, but then, yes, you all should also put the heap and great praise on yes. Garantano for okay. the things he has done since then. Of all, of all the criticism that, that you know, everybody's given him, including me. I, I will be the first one, man, to to you know tip my hat to him. He's mm-hmm. played great. Um, you know, I'm I'm much more comfortable having him in the game yes. now than I have been in, yeah. in years. And, so, and we yeah. saw how it went. I was surprised, and he didn't think he was going to play. They thought they were just going to have Mauer come in and just say, "Hey, you got to work it out in the second half." And we were all expecting him, if he was going to play, he was going to start. But now he's coming off the bench, and now you've got this wonderful thing. And I'm sure they're going to take this bye week to figure it out. Oh, yeah. No, we'll, we'll, but, I think we'll have we'll have redemption, too, Yeah, starting. you you got to start him. you yeah, got to start him in Columbia at this point. Um, I mean, not only that, I mean, it's – they – they somebody compared him to Mariano Rivera, yeah. And you're like, you know, um, someone that is is an idiot, a known idiot. Would say, "We'll just start Rivera." It's like, well, you can't, make, you know, no, you can't. That's He's not, not how that works. Yeah. Um, traditionally, that football is a much different game. Yeah. But hey, if what Pruitt said again when we played Mississippi State, he said, "Can I win a ton of football games like this? No, but mm-hmm. did I win this one? Yes." Yep. Do I think it's having a closing quarterback? Is that how traditionally we're going to win games moving forward as a team in years to come? Yep. Absolutely not. But are we going to win games with it this year? We've won the past three. Yep. So, And after the start Tennessee had, you look at – and again, we used the poker analogy this whole time. We talked about with Mississippi State. We got dealt a terrible hand, yep. and we got something on the flop. Now – it, we're at this point. Tennessee's five and five. When the goal is to get to a bowl game, at this point, we're five and five. We're the exact place we were last year, yeah. where Tennessee ran out of gas and could not could not answer the bell against Missouri or Vanderbilt. Right. Now, I think both of those teams are were better last year than they obviously are this year. But now it's almost like we've got the hand. We yeah. just need to, to not get hosed on the river. Yeah, we don't we need the river to to. <laughs> What, blank um, a blank on the river. Yes, I, I call it a brick. I, yeah, a brick. I, I don't. I don't need any more. Hit. I've got. I've got my turn card. I'm, I've got a made hand. Mm-hmm. 
give me a two of diamonds on yep. the river. You yep. know, just anything, just nothing to help anybody. So, and we'll of course talk more about Tennessee and Missouri because there's no there's no game this week. There's a much needed bye week. Yeah. Uh, Neyland Stadium though will still be full. Because Garth Brooks is in town. Hey, we're hey. I told you we'd win the bye week, buddy. <laughs> Garth is coming. Oh my goodness! See, you allow alcohol to be sold in Neyland Stadium, and Garth Brooks comes calling. Ugh. I've been talking with people at work because we work downtown. I'm going to be really interested to see how traffic is going to be because it's still going to be a full Neyland Stadium. But how many of these people going to this show have never been to a football game at Neyland yep. Stadium? And and you know your shit like at this point, yeah, yeah. Where we were, I parked for the UAB game. I, yeah. I got us out of there quick. Knew yep. exactly what was going on. We we know, yeah. People who have gone to many games at Neyland Stadium, we we also know the wherever you park. Yes, there is going to be traffic. Well, the other yeah. thing there is they're not there's not going to be a hundred thousand people there. No, it's pretty close to that. I think. I think they're saying. Well, there there there's going to be certain sections of yeah. the stadium that nobody's sitting. But in there's people on the field on the too. Field. Yeah. So, I th- I mean it, it'll be close, but it's not going to be one hundred two four ninety five yeah. or whatever. Which next week we'll get it. I'd love to get into the renovations and things. Oh yeah. Um, but we we'll get into that as that comes out. But no, we need a hundred thousand people. I don't care if it's a hundred thousand on the dot. We need a hundred thousand people in Neyland every week. Yeah. So we'll talk about that later. Of course, of course. So we go into this and we see what happens. But of course, the Tennessee Kentucky game that just ended for us Vol fans a great day of football. You look at the other great games that happened. Of course, highlighted by Alabama losing at home to LSU, the longest current. Uh, home winning streak coming to an end yep. there for Alabama. What a, just a great football game in complete contrast to the nine six game from eight years ago. Oh yeah, with LSU getting the win forty six to forty one. Who had an eighty seven for the over? Yeah, well, <laughs> whatever. I, it was. I said last week, man. I you know we were talking, I was like, hey, you know, if the under is thirty five, take the over. And you said the over was the over under was like sixty five, and I was like, yeah. no, take the under one hundred percent. Yep. And I was wrong. I'm sorry, folks. You know, hopefully you can get a rebate on that that mortgage you took out. But uh, Joe Burrow won himself the Heisman Trophy, yeah. barring again a complete collapse. And I don't see them losing to no. Ole Miss, Arkansas, or Texas A&M. Yeah. So Joe Burrow, three ninety three, three touchdowns, just a great performance. And his back. I mean, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, he had 103 rushing yards, 77. Uh, Receiving four total touchdowns. Yeah, no, nah, they um, they 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 talked about it during the game. I don't know if you caught it, but this was the that kid wanted was he Alabama was his top school, yeah. and Al, Alabama never offered him a scholarship. He was like, if Alabama offers me anything, yeah. I'm I'm gone. I'm going. And they never did. So, you know, he ends up at LSU and ends up having the game probably of his career. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, very, very good redemption story there. It, again, it sets everything up, and we'll talk about the rankings here in a sec. Of course, again, great atmosphere up in Minnesota, too. Rowing yep. the boat. Oh, such a good game. Man. 31-26, Minnesota beating Penn State. Just another great atmosphere, and I, I was, I thought Minnesota was just not ready for prime time yet. I thought Penn State was going to win that game. Yeah, I, man. I bet Penn State to win by more than a touchdown, and I, I missed yeah. it. Dude, PJ, I think I refrained from betting on that one last week, but dude, I'm telling you, PJ Fleck, yep. Minnesota is, is, you know, they knew 
Yep. What we didn't know, because they offered that dude a seven-year extension, I promise you, if they hadn't done that two weeks ago, P.J. Fleck would be on his way to Florida State. People are would be coming, calling when you talk oh, about everything. I dude, mean, I would love to have P.J. Fleck on the hill. I'm, oh, he would I'm a be. big Pruitt guy. Yeah. I like Pruitt. You know, I'm not. But if P.J. Fleck was, was like, if it was a Lane Kiffin situation yeah. and, and Fleck was a big UT guy and wanted to be here, yeah. I don't fire whoever. It, it was the tough part for me. When we were going through, because I would have liked if he had come to Tennessee after the uh, after the Butch Jones thing, I would have been fine. It was just the problem, and I don't. It would have been really tough. He could do it because the energy that he has would have yeah. been contagious. But trying to sell someone coming from another Mac school with a, with a, a silly slogan, with yeah. a slogan yeah. and all that other stuff would have just probably driven some people around here and say, now if you win who cares yeah right at that point i'll take whatever yeah let's win I, at this point yeah i mean that's i was talking to uh, my wife the other day this steve spurrier quote you can't spell citrus without ut i'd love to be in the citrus bowl right now just again the way things are but again great atmosphere there we'll see minnesota's got a tough game coming up this week we'll talk about that a couple other ones that affect things, too. Again, we talk about the Big Ten, Wisconsin, Iowa, a great just yeah. slugfest that they had, 24-22, Wisconsin getting the win, yep. which sets the stage for what's going to happen in the Big Ten West with Minnesota involved. And then you have Oklahoma surviving Iowa State. That was a good game. That was a great game. Oklahoma was up by four touchdowns. Iowa State comes all the way back. And then, of course, the question, do you kick the extra point or go for two? I go for two. If, if you're the underdog by more than a touchdown, go for two. And but I think whatever. at that point, he yeah, they'd come all the way back. They felt momentum on their side. Because, again, weird things can just happen in overtime yep. so many times where you're playing on that short field and your guy – at that point, decides to throw it to the flat and then go on the other way, and you're done. The game's over. over. So, I mean, you made the play for it. They missed. So, Oklahoma, now a lot of questions as we go into, again, week two of the college football playoff rankings. Makes more sense now. Yeah. So, and before we get, of course, into the college football playoff rankings, we got to talk, of course, about everything great happening here at Outlander Media. We're listening to Modern Day Gladiators here, of course, where we love having you guys listen. Of course, you guys help us out. Give us those five-star reviews wherever you listen here. Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, everywhere everywhere you get your podcasts. You can hear us. We would just appreciate you take those 30 seconds, those five-star reviews. We would love you forever if we get those from you. But again, outlandermedia.net. You can check out all the other great shows, including, of course, Haffle and uh, Deadbeat Radio, Geeks and Hair to the Earth. They've got a great interview. I'm not going to spoil it here, but there is a great, big interview that they just landed. Yeah, dude, Geeks is, is, is blowing, just like Scared Stupid, man. Yeah. They are hit the ground running with yeah. Outlander, so you know, very happy to have them around. All those great shows, DLC Respawn, all those wonderful things. It's going to be amazing, so check us out wherever you listen. Again, those five-star reviews. And of course, we got to thank our sponsors, Joe Shirt. Oh, yeah. At JoeShirt.com. you got to Stupid saying you want to put on a shirt. Row the boat. Row the boat. Yeah. Row the boat or greetings and salutations. Whatever you're ideas if you're a comedian or a motivational speaker or you got a softball team or bowling team anything you want to put it on a shirt joe shirt can help you out there they've been doing it for over 30 years or you've got an idea that needs to go on a banner or a mug whatever you want to put your branding on go to joe shirt deluxe they can help you there again joe shirt.com 
it's great stuff. I can't wait to see what we're going to get here from Outlander from Joe Shirt. Oh, yeah. And then Otherworldly Coffee. Oh, yeah. Otherworldlycoffee.com. It's coffee cocaine. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's so good. I had some today. <laughs> I, I'm off the uh, I'm off the soft drinks and the energy drinks. I'm off of, uh, but I can't get off caffeine because I will literally murder Knoxville. Um, <laughs> but yeah, otherworldly coffee, and I used uh, promo code Outlander. I yeah. screamed it because you got to put it in all caps to get twenty percent off your order. It's almost a quarter, Shibley. Yeah, it's, it's a almost fifth. a quarter. It's great. So you use all that, and of course, Black Cat's curiosities and oddities. You've got the spooky Halloween's done, but the, the solstice, solstice is coming. Yeah. So it's still. Trust me. Plenty you want to pray the snow away? That's head a good place. To yeah, you want to do all that stuff. Just head up to Oneida and help them out there. It's just amazing. So all those guys, thank you guys, as always, for your continued support here at Outlander Media from the, the, the office with no windows, the studio with no windows that we have oh, here. Yeah, we don't need it. We don't need windows. Though. No. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to see what's going on in here. Uh, absolutely not. It's great things, but the world doesn't need to see. Yeah. But anyway, back into everything. Also, it's been a really bad week for Kentucky because not only did their football team lose, oh, yeah. number one ranked Kentucky Wildcats losing to the Purple Aces of Evansville. <laughs> Their head coach, well, I can't remember his name, but he he won a national championship with Kentucky. Yeah, so he did. It's been a week of redemption yep. for, for, for sports right now, which and is great. It's been a great week for Tennessee beating Kentucky. The basketball team off to a great start. And the Lady Vols beating Notre, Notre Dame, Dame at Notre Dame, which is just good. Kelly Harper has got those girls playing to start. We'll see how that continues. Of right. course, we break all that down on the other episodes of Modern Day Gladiators that have nothing to do with uh, you know, this one's the college football centric one, of course. Exactly. So, but anyway, let's dive into these rankings real quick because, again, you've got just anger in Tuscaloosa. Oh, yeah. As, of course, LSU number one, OSU, Ohio State number two, Clemson number three. No argument there. Some people are arguing with Clemson because they're playing. Some people have said the longest preseason ever. Yeah, in the ACC. That's really what it is. But I mean, that they you almost can't help it if you're Clemson. Yeah. You can't help that the whole ACC is a dumpster fire. Right exactly. Now. But they're beating. You know, other than the North Carolina game a few weeks ago, they're pretty much blowing it. They're doing what they're. They're winning to by do. four touchdowns. I think pretty much every yeah, game. So, so you can't blame them there. But yeah, no, I agree. It, it is the longest preseason ever. But this number four spot, man. Yep. I, I did. You know, I disagree with it. I yeah. really do. I don't think. I think that Georgia's loss to South Carolina is much more damning than Alabama's lost LSU. I it, mean, 100%. It is, but it looks like, because again, yeah, Georgia's number four, Alabama's number five. But I think what the committee is doing is weighing Georgia's big wins yeah. better than the loss right now. So that's what they're factoring in. Honestly, it doesn't matter, nah, because if Georgia and Alabama and LSU all run the table... And it's a big question. Um, LSU, I think, is going to run the table. But Georgia's, they're playing Auburn this week. Alabama's got to play Auburn next week or in, in a couple of weeks. So, But you look at these games, if Georgia ends up playing LSU in the SEC championship game with still the one loss, and they beat LSU there in the college football playoff, gotta no be. matter if they were fourth or fifth. Got to be. And then and I, if they I lose, LSU is also in. Yeah, and LSU would be in, I think, win or lose if they get in there undefeated. But then if – if LSU wins and Alabama's still behind Georgia and Alabama had run the table, they're going to put Alabama in, I say, over like Oregon, who's sitting there at number six because Alabama beat Auburn, who Oregon lost to. Yeah, I see what you're saying. There. Mm-hmm. Um, it, here's my thing, man, and, and, you know, as I've given them all kinds of praise, 
Where does Minnesota fit into this? How is yep. Minnesota not? They're not even in the top six. They're in the top eight. The, yeah, it's make it eight teams. I th- just make it eight. Well, teams. Yeah. So we'll see. Of course, everybody in the Pac-12 has got to be, especially Oregon. You're going to hear a cry of "War Damn Eagle." All the way from Eugene, Oregon, oh, yeah. in a couple of weeks, because they need yeah, Auburn I'm, to beat Alabama. If Auburn beats Alabama, Oregon is uh, if has they the keep winning, best, yeah, yeah, they have the best resume. It, it, they both Oregon and Utah need to get into that Pac-12 game with one loss, and then the winner needs again to to see what happens at that point. But then again, you look at Minnesota. If I still think everything for them though is in front of them, because if if they finish undefeated and they've got a ways to go because they've still got to beat Iowa and Wisconsin and then beat most likely Ohio, Ohio State. State. But then Penn State still has everything. Penn State's sitting at number nine. If they beat Ohio State in <laughs> in Columbus, they're right in there too. Yeah. What's, so, yeah, I don't I think Penn State's I think they're done. Even if they beat Ohio State in Columbus, if Minnesota wins out then, then you can't you can't jump them there. Right. Here's my thing: we, we talk so much about the SEC on how how are we going to get two yep. SEC teams in there. If Minnesota runs the table and wins out, and Ohio State wins out, and then Minnesota beats Ohio State in, in the, their championship, I think Ohio State and Minnesota get in. That's it's a distinct possibility. I think we may yep. have two Big Ten teams and two SEC teams. And then the one who almost seems to be on the outside looking in is Baylor, who's oh, still yeah. undefeated, and they've got their game coming up. We'll break down all these big games coming up this week. If they're an undefeated Big Twelve champion, I don't see how you keep them out. Yeah, and that's the other thing. So how do you get Clemson out? Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like I th- the committee seems to factor in wins a lot more when it comes to that. So we'll just have to see because yeah, if you've got LSU, Ohio State, and Baylor and Clemson all if they're all undefeated, you got to put the four of them in. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, I mean, it's just wild to me to think that a Georgia team. It's wild to me to think that a one-loss Ohio State team wouldn't get in. Yeah, a one-loss Alabama team when they lose to the, in my opinion, the eventual SEC champion. Yep, that's their only loss. Georgia, I think their loss kills them. Yeah, they've got big wins against Notre Dame. They'll, you know, whatever. But I mean, Georgia's schedule's not been all that hard. Yeah. Other than it has been better than Alabama's though, and I that's what they're factoring agree. in. Completely agree. But I mean. Georgia's loss, they they got beat by South Carolina, and South Carolina has lost to us and Appalachian State. Yep, I and mean, Alabama beat them big. Yeah, I, I think yep. Georgia should not be right there, yeah. man, in my opinion. But, you know, they don't pay me to think. It's it's one of those things, again, it's, it's going to sh- sort itself out, I really do think, by the end of everything. So, But we'll see. Going into this week – Though you've got some interesting matchups, as you always do, yep. and things that have implications going forward. I think one that people aren't paying as much attention to, this Penn State-Indiana game. Again, it's 14 and a half. I jumped all over that. Indiana, I've got yeah. Indiana. I think it's going to be within a touchdown. Yeah, I, I, a game. I've got Penn State winning, but Indiana's been really good this year. You talk about teams that have done really good. Indiana, and a shout-out to, to Illinois, Lovey Smith has Finally got the Illini doing some things, yeah. which has been great. And no, that'll be a great game. They've talked about both of those being a possible if Tennessee can get bowl eligible, a Gator Bowl opponent for Tennessee. That'd be fun. Which would be really fun. Um, you've got uh, Florida, Missouri, which again has big implications. It's 
it's in Missouri where they seem to play so much better at home. Missouri definitely plays better in Columbia. Yeah, I'd love to see what Florida does with them. Yeah, it's a day game. It's right at noon. Oh, I love it. So it's one of those sleepy games. But again, it's going to be in stark contrast to when Tennessee plays them next week where it's going to be night and cold up in uh, Columbia, yeah. which has just never been a fun trip for Tennessee yeah. at all Not yet. up there. So we'll, of course, break all that down. But I do have Florida winning, and I've got them by more than a touchdown. It's six and a half. Yeah, oh yeah, I take Florida to, to win by a couple touchdowns yep. there. Unless Kelly Bryant is on fire. I yep. mean, I, I think that if, if he it, gets back in the game. If it's a close game at all, I think Missouri wins. But we'll see. And then you've got the Paul Bunyan Trophy, Michigan State, Michigan. Michigan State has just fallen off the oh, edge yeah, but at this point. Get back on the horse, Shibley. I can feel it. <laughs> Michigan State. I don't think they're going to drop a punt again like they did a few years nah, ago. That, dude, that, but that game's always wild. Yeah, man. it always it is. is. You know, and I again, I will say it until the cows come home. I hope Michigan never wins another football yeah. game. But I'm not. I'm, they both the over under and and the thirteen and a half that Michigan's fair. I'm not touching that one yeah, at no. all. Rivalry games with weird stuff that happens. I just feel <laughs> no confidence stay, in touching those stay games. Away. Navy Notre Dame battle oh. of two ranked teams. I always love that. It was great. It's a good game. It was that so Fun. long ago where Navy finally beat them because the previous time this was like ten years ago at this point was when Roger Staubach was the quarterback. Was the last time Navy had beaten Notre Dame. So, but Ken Niamata Tololo's finally got those guys back. Navy had kind of a down year last year. Yeah. I still think Notre Dame's going to win, but yeah. it's going to be a fun game. What's the what's the over under of that game? The over under I think is like fifty something. Take the under. Yeah, I would oh, probably hey. take the under. I was thinking if it was going to be like mid thirties, I was conflicted. If it's fifty, I mean, unless Notre Dame just blows them out. Yeah. No, take it. That's yeah. a that's a triple option team. It's fifty five. Yeah. Oh, all day. And then you've got, oh, my God, that 53-point spread between Ohio State and Rutgers. Which, by the way, Chase Young, the Ohio State guy, oh, he's suspended for Maryland and Rutgers. Boy, they really punished him for that. My goodness. Yeah, that, yeah and this, we'll, we, we could it. devote a whole show. We can get into the NCAA sometime. Jeez. But no. My good, yeah, oh, my God. You miss Maryland and Rutgers, but you still get to play Penn State and Michigan. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> anyway, you've got, of course, the – you've got um, – We've got the Minnesota-Iowa game, the Floyd of Rosedale trophy, the yeah. the pig you've got there. This one, and they've got Iowa favored. It's three points, Iowa. It's in. It's it's there in Kinnick Stadium. I I still want to pick Minnesota. I'm not gonna completely abandon PJ Fleck at this no, point. I, I'm picking yeah. Minnesota to win. I it wouldn't surprise me if Iowa wins this game because they're gonna just they're gonna take the air out of the ball. They're gonna make it a brawl. Yeah. So you could see that happening. You've got, um, but I do still have Minnesota winning that game. I'm not. I just. I just can't bet that one again. No, I have I, no confidence in I, that pick at all. I didn't bet. <laughs> you know, I didn't bet it uh, with them facing Penn State, but I believe in PJ Fleck to yep. row the boat. And then you've got Oklahoma Baylor. Ah, oh, fun. Which is going to be a fun game. <laughs> What's the over under on the over under? Uh, it's got to be a hundred, dude. The over under sixty seven and a half. Oh, take the over. Come on. I'm going to go, but it, it, I, I jumped all over it at Oklahoma minus 11. I took Baylor because I think it's going to be close. I've got Oklahoma winning it, but I think it's going to be a close be game. Like, I think it'll be um, – what was the big game here years back that went in 5-0? It was like 73-75. to 75. Well, there, there it's was an SEC game. I know Tennessee and Arkansas, of course, played. That was six, six overtimes. Over, yeah. The Tennessee-Alabama game from 03 was five – 
Yeah, I, I think yeah. it'll it'll be it'll look like a basketball score. Um, yep. Yeah. I don't know who's going to win that game. I, I think I, if it's a you said it's an eleven point spread. It's an take, eleven point take spread. Point, take Baylor. Yeah. Take the points. Um, but I think it'll be a basketball score early day. Take One of the over. ones. This is my betting special for people who are not paying attention to the Pac-12. Utah hosting UCLA. Utah is a 21-and-a-half-point favorite. I jumped all over UCLA yep. because I do think they've, they've turned, turned things around. around there. Yep. So I think finally getting some stuff to work with, with UCLA. I think Utah will win by two touchdowns. Bang. You still yeah, make money. You points. still win money in there. Of course, the big game of the week is Georgia in Auburn, the Deep South's oldest rivalry. The spread is Georgia two-and-a-half on the Plains in at Auburn. It's one of these games again. I I have I feel like I've got more confidence in Georgia than a lot of other people do, which is weird because Georgia's fourth ranked in the college football playoff. So here here's my thing, and I, I've had one every week. Go to the bank, take out a loan, <laughs> sell your car, sell the kids, sell whatever you can get your hands on, get as much money, and put it on. And I God, I'm gonna hate saying this. Put it on Georgia. They're a two and a half point favorite. They're gonna. Bo Nix is eighteen years old. Yep. You think that man put a, Georgia's gonna win by at least a touchdown? Two and a half, man. If they win by a field goal, you win money. Yep. No, man. Take. I mean, whoever your bookie is, if he's anything like mine, and he'll play that line with you, make it a five point game and pay off that Sonata. Yep. Like, no, take Georgia. Georgia's going to beat them. Even though some of their wide receivers are banged up, but I still think their offensive line can keep Auburn's great defensive line at bay. From just knows how to win football games. I'm not going to go against them, even in a tough environment like that. Yeah, no, I think that – and Auburn's looking forward to the week. You know, they're not – it's hard to look past the fourth-ranked team in the country, but they know what's coming. They've got the iron ball coming up. Georgia, yeah, and I think Georgia runs away with this game. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up another glorious edition of Modern Day Gladiators. It has been fun, as always, of course. Again, those five-star reviews. Check us out in every facet of social media at Modern Day Gladiators for Facebook and Twitter, or Facebook and Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Michael underscore Shibley. And, of course, you can follow Mr. Trey Pack. That's just at Trey Pack at... T-R-E-P-A-C-K. All right. Well, it's bye week, so Tennessee's record doesn't get any better, doesn't get any worse. Nope. We'll just kick back and just watch a lot of other great college football. We'll Garth back, Brooks. Yeah, and the Garth Brooks show. But let's uh, we'll get back next week, and we'll, uh, we'll break this all down again next week. But yeah. uh, for myself and Trey Pack, uh, too sweet. Love you. Bye. See you next. See you next time.